How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Friday, September the 17th. It is the end of the week, and we have some video games to talk about. Let's do it. The first game I would like to tell you about is called Lost Judgment. This is a new game that's coming out next Friday on the 24th, and some reviews of the game are now available. Now, if you're not familiar, Lost Judgment is a sequel to Judgment, which itself was a spin-off to the Yakuza series. Now, I would say that by and large, reviewers are happy with the game, and they say that this title is exactly what you would expect from the franchise. It has the over-the-top drama, the weirdly in-depth side stories, and some satisfying beat-em-up combat. And if that's all you need to hear, then, you know, you're good to go. If you've played a Yakuza game and you just want more Yakuza, then this is it. And if you haven't played a Yakuza game before, you might not want to start with this one. There's lots of other great options to go with. But uh, anyway, like I said, critics were pretty happy about the game. Something that actually came up a lot is that the game's combat and side stories actually outshined the main plot line. Of course, the fighting is as slick as ever, and they introduced a new type of fighting called Snake Style. And then here's a quote from IGN about the side quests. Quote, in all, there are 10 different school societies to be infiltrated and investigated, combining to add more than a dozen hours of compelling casework to the package. It's shocking to me that these are all entirely optional, since I found them to be far more engaging and mechanically diverse than anything offered by the main story. End quote. The investigation part that they reference there is because Lost Judgment is about a detective who is, who is uh, investigating a crime. Now, gameplay and positivity aside, I think it's also important to mention a review from Polygon here. Uh, the author is Kazuma Hashimoto, who echoed many of the positive sentiments shared by the other reviewers, but they brought up some important details about the game's story. And so first, they explain that the game is about this corpse that they find in a building and a police officer who is going on trial for sexual harassment. And the protagonist is trying to uncover how those two events are related. And here's what they said, quote, Regarding its most sensitive subject matter, the depiction of sexual harassment, lost judgment fumbles and oftentimes spectacularly fails. One specific instance effectively undermines survivors of sexual harassment speaking out against abuse, all for the sake of a twist. End quote. Now, I'll say that most other reviewers didn't touch on this topic specifically, but it was fairly common to hear as well that the story gets very bloated and tangled by the end and maybe that the social commentary maybe wasn't as effective as they might have wanted it to be. But then again, the game managed to succeed in spite of all of that stuff. So anyway, important criticism there, but I am also glad that games like the Yakuza franchise exist because it really is something unique. The second chapter of Delta Rune is releasing tomorrow on PC and Mac. Now, for those of you out of the loop, Delta Rune is the follow-up to the hit indie title you might have heard of called Undertale. But instead of releasing one single game, they are breaking this out into multiple installments, evidently over the course of multiple years. The first chapter of the game came out for free in late 2018. It was received extremely well. And there's been a lot of anticipation around this game because, you know, Undertale became this absolutely massive franchise from a solo developer for the most part. And that means that this person needs to spend a lot of time to create their art. So it took three years in between Undertale and Deltarune took another three years between the two chapters of Deltarune, and I'll definitely be interested to see if this game has, like, the lasting legacy that Undertale did. Uh, no word yet about if it's gonna be on consoles like the first chapter was, or if it's gonna be free, 
But that information should be coming very soon, maybe even by the time you're hearing this. So if you're invested in the game, keep an eye out. Okay, and before we take it away here, I just want to do a mailbag prompt because we haven't done that in a very long time. And I'm actually going to take this from NC Iceman in the Discord server. He proposed an interesting one, and I wanted to roll with it. And uh, so, you know, we, we have a lot of games coming out that are getting remastered, right, or remade. Whether they're super old or even just like five to ten years old, it's these games that are being optimized for modern consoles. And so the question is, if you could have any game remastered or remade, I guess, up to you, what game would you choose and why? You know, what is it about that game that would make you want to see it again, maybe reimagined or just updated? What kind of features or additions would you like to see? Anything like that. Uh, feel free to share your answers in the Discord server, thegamingobserver.com Discord. You can also email me, info, at thegamingobserver.com, or send me a DM on Twitter, at gaming underscore observer. That's all for now, folks. Thank you so much for being here. I'll be back with the variety shows this weekend, back with the news on Monday, and until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hello, hope you had a great day. Uh, I had a pretty interesting and fun day, I would say. It, it felt like the first time in a long time where I finished work, and then I just went, I am happy to do nothing of importance today. So, I went upstairs and I played Spider-Man, and then I read my book for many, many, many hours, and then came down here to do the show, or, well, I wrote the newsletter, first of all. Then I went upstairs and made dinner, ate dinner, came down here to finish this show, and then I'm going to spend a, a calming evening with Shelby. Isn't that great? And I didn't once feel guilty about it. Oh, and I also uh, filled my, like, my little physical calendar that I have. So I recently started doing, like, I don't know, I, I've, I've talked about this before, I think, but I am a large admirer of those of you who can do bullet journaling. If you've never seen bullet journaling, I encourage you to Google it. It's really interesting. You know, you basically just get like a blank journal, maybe with some dots on there for guidance, and then just like organize your life in very artistic ways. And it's something that I am not capable of doing. Like, I don't have the patience or the artistry to really pull anything like that off or the consistency. So I wish I could do it, but I can't. You know, sucks to be me. Whatever. I, you know, I know that about myself. But earlier this year, I did get a day calendar because I wanted to keep track of various things in my life, make to-do lists for the day. It was especially useful when I was in school, because I was scheduling all my stuff that was due. And I never really brought it to its full, like, potential, uh, if that's the way of saying it. You know, I had this whole journal and then just a bunch of white space, because I didn't know what to do with it. And so, again, you might remember me talking about a while back, I was doing like a, like a three bullet points a day kind of thing, just to let the positives come out a little bit. You know, what were the positives of the day? And then also so that I could remember what happened in the day because I have a really bad memory and I want to remember some of these things. Well, I did that for a few weeks and then it ended up tapering off. I didn't have the consistency there. So then what I started doing just two weeks ago was um, basically like, you know, the, the way that the journal is laid out is that you have all seven days on the left side and then you just have blank page on the right side. And so I just started treating each week as like, how do I say it? Like, instead of three bullet points a day, I was doing, what are the things that I want to remember from this week? And so it didn't pressure me to have to do it every, to have to do it every single day. 
I've been drawing like these little icons for every single thing that I want to remember. Like two weeks ago, we made uh, General So's cauliflower because Shelby's vegetarian. And so I drew like a little cauliflower in there because I wanted to remember that we tried a new recipe for the first time. And it's just like an easy thing for me to draw because I'm not a good artist. So, you know, I just Google like blank icon and then put in a simple drawing. Uh, And then I just write whatever I feel is necessary that I'm going to want to remember about it. And now uh, for the past three weeks, I've had like a full journal for the first time in in a very long time because I'm able to fill up a lot of space with these little drawings and then the information. And the amount of things that are there can be, you know, two things, which just take up a lot of space, or ten things, because a lot happened that week. So anyway, today, I feel, I, you know, I, I was slacking last week, so I've, I filled up all the things for, for last week, and I don't know, it's just a fun little thing I'm doing. Again, it might not stick around in the way that all the other things haven't stuck around, but I hope it does. You know, all in an effort to improve my mental health and make life a little bit more positive, right? Anyway, if you are a journaler, or a bullet journaler, please do send me any tips you might have, or maybe not even tips, just share your experiences with me, if you'd like. I'd love to learn about it. And otherwise, I need to go swing around the streets of New York City. What a satisfying game that is, I'll tell you what. Just swinging in the streets is so fun. All right, folks, I'm out of here. Cheers, hope you have a good day. (laughs) 